like a, a key falls on the ground or something like that and makes a little ding. There's gonna be somebody in the crowd that goes, "Oh Lord!" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they showed you it falling. Why did the clinging sound make it sur- like surprise you? The Two OC, the show that covers the things we love from two parts of the world: Orange County, California, and Orange County, Florida. because we didn't find him last episode, the latest fashion trend in space, and bots that can help you cheer up. I'm Al Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. All right, Anton, what are we starting off this week? This week, uh, I, I don't know. Where do you want to go this week? I, I, have, I, have a, <laughs> I have an indication that you're trying to hint at something there. Uh, yeah. More than likely, because by the time this episode comes out, I would have already gone to the fit, fitness expo. What's at the fitness uh, expo? Free uh, the, samples? Well, okay, yeah. So at the fitness expo, they're going to have, well, different pro- fitness products, like workout equipment, supplements, of course. And actually, that's what they promote, saying, like, oh, you get free samples of stuff in there. And also, I guess they have panels for either the bodybuilders or the nutrition experts for people who want to, you know, sit in and hear them talk about that stuff. So are you going to go to any panels? I'll see. I mean, th- this is probably going to be the least crowded convention I've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll kind of judge it play by ear. I, they don't even have their schedule out. I think the least uh, like busy convention that I've ever been to is those computer shows back in the day. So you remember those? What do you mean? Like the Comp USA days or what? No, before... Yeah, during those days, but like you basically go to the convention or like the fairgrounds or something and there would be a bunch of people just having little booths where they're selling graphics cards and stuff before it was cool yeah before fries was even around yeah i don't think i ever went to one of those yeah but (laughs) after a while once people started going to fries the computer shows just died down instantly not just that but i think the reputation of the people you're buying like hardware from might have died down a bit no, it's just that uh, everybody buys their hardware online nowadays, like, you know, Newegg, Amazon. Oh, that's true. And, you know, computers, turns out that, you know, they're a lot cheaper than they used to be. So you don't really need to build computers anymore. That's the reason why. Yeah, you know, that's what I noticed, too. And I think it started happening, like, what, five years ago, like, where it was the stuff you can buy pretty much off the rack that was it was good as it was as good as you can yeah if and if not you can customize it and they'll build it for you see it it was fun back in the days when you can actually brag about how how much ram you have on your computer and how crazy of a graphics card you have because back then it was say dell they would give you a certain cap of like what they were willing to upgrade so you kind of buy the basic, and then you would go out and buy your own graphics card, your own sound card, and upgrade it that way. But now you actually have websites that would buy, build you a gaming rig. Yeah, like the one I'm using right now is Cyber Power PC. Where I don't, I don't think we're you know sponsored by them. But we, are, we are not. It's a pretty good build. I don't know. It's probably one of the most powerful PCs I've owned. And the, the, yeah, it looks cool too. Those aren't that expensive either. You, you paid under a thousand. No, I. Uh, oh, you <laughs> upgraded. 
Yeah, I upgraded. Uh, you upgraded on the upgrades. Yeah, so I got this during last year. I think it was a after Thanksgiving sale okay. online. Mm-hmm. It was like a Cyber Monday, and the build that I wanted it was like a thousand six hundred, but with all of the discounts and everything, because it's you know Cyber Monday. Yeah, I got it around a thousand two hundred. Ah, uh, that's not too bad because I I, yeah. I do know you try to soup it up as much as you could. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, and it comes with a a, a really cool keyboard. That lights up. You well, can hear it clicking too. Well, plus, you hear that? yeah. Plus, you got it for your VR rig, right? Yeah, I got it for my VR rig because I bought that, and for a while, I was using one of my coworkers' computer just to play around with the VR. And yeah, that was one of the main reasons why I even bought it. Yeah. But it's it's great. Uh, I I wish that VR has so much more content out there, but right now, I mean, it's at its early stages, so there's not much. But this computer came with a, a Razer mouse, and you, you're pretty familiar with that brand, right? Yes. Yeah, it, it came for f- like a, as a free gift for after Thanksgiving Cyber Monday. So I, I think I pretty much got the bang for the buck uh, with all the free stuff. Well, that should come in handy because I mean, maybe one day we'll be able to stream like new releases on our like home computers. Yeah, and you can use the VR rig. To kind of like simulate being in the theater. Or maybe we can just go look for Easter eggs like uh, Gunters. And then you get stabbed. You get start- stabbed in virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, I did you hear anything about the new Movie Pass? Well, it's not really new. It's been out for a while. Have you ever heard of the Movie Pass program? I did. I heard about it. I was a little kind of like... Uh, hesitant at first because I was like, is that legit? And then I heard how they got their funding and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's legit, but there's still some shadiness around it. But I'll, I'll let you explain it first. Yeah. So this movie pass has been uh, around, you know, since 2011 and I've heard about it for a while now, but their subscription has been all over the place. They started at, I think it was like um, 30 to $50. Mm-hmm. Uh, a month and what it is is it's basically where you go online you print out this um, voucher where you can go to the movie theater and trade it for a movie ticket Mm -hmm. but over time they started going into a more simpler uh, method by giving you a credit card uh, MasterCard to be exact and how it works is you go to a movie theater you have to be near a movie theater to do this so you go on the app and you choose the movie that you want to see and you go to the ticketing kiosk or the window to pay for the movie with the preloaded movie pass credit card. And pretty much you just go in and watch your movie. And the only catch about this pass is that you're only able to watch two 2D movies mm-hmm. and two 2D movies only. And there are some rules uh, that apply to this program which is you're only allowed to watch one movie per day mm-hmm. and you can't repeat on the same movie. So if you wanted to watch, you know, Star Wars, you know, again and again and again, you can't. You can only watch it once with this pass. Are you using it? Or are you just I about just it? I just signed up for it. I mean, I've heard a lot of things about this in the past, mm-hmm. but uh, up till uh, the beginning of towards this month, they had 
uh, program for $50. Yeah. And there's different other tiers too where you can get to watch like, you know, 3D movies, but you just have to pay a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. They limited you to a lot of things. Uh, the $50 gets you the unlimited for all of the 2D movies. And then the $30 one only gets you four movies. And the $100 one gets you um, like however many 3D movies and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden out of nowhere, they just dropped down the price all the way down to $10 a month for unlimited movies. Uh, you kind of know what's going on there, but I think this is a very good program because it's really cheap and they are losing money from you watching too many movies in a month. But there is a reason why they're doing all this and I think it's a good reason. It's not a bad catch to you know watch unlimited movies for 10 bucks. Why wouldn't you say no to 10 bucks? Save a catch. There is no catch. Yeah, there They're is. losing well, money. Okay. So here's a detail that I heard that kind of clarified to me what happened. So you're right. It's been okay. around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, an advertising company uh, invested into the the program. Mm-hmm. And they gave him kind of like a... I forgot how many millions of dollars to set up their pricing. And Okay, so l- l- let, me, let me simplify that. So basically... Uh, the guy from Netflix, uh, which is Mitch Lowe, uh, he became the CEO of the company MoviePass. And the reason why he came onto this project is because he wanted to uh, get people to go to the movies. Because if you look at the statistics, not a lot of people go to movies anymore. Like this summer itself is the slowest it, summer. It's, like, it's, for, not even, it's not even that. He specifically did it for advertising and tracking your metadata. I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> and he's not the one that's doing it. He's oh, not okay, the one okay, that's okay. doing it. So Mitch Lowe came in here with a vision of trying to get more people to go to the movie theaters. And the reason why a lot of people don't go anymore is because prices have gone up a lot higher than it used to be. And a lot of people are forced to watch 3D movies because, you know, once the movie tickets are sold out for the... The 2D movies, they have no choice but to watch the 3D movies. And over time, those 3D movies will go to 2D in the movie theater. So that way they can make, you know, more way for all the people that want to watch the 3D movies. Yeah. For the other new movies. Because, I mean, okay. Yeah, some theaters have, like, specials on certain days. Like, um, Edward Cinema, at least the one by my house. Or Regal Cinema, at least the one by my house. They have, like, uh, $5 Sundays. Um, there's another, the, the AMC by my work, or I think actually all AMCs on Tuesdays, it's $5 tickets, but it's funny how much prices have gone up. Cause I think what we were, I think when I went to go see Jurassic Park as a, Jurassic Park as a kid, the price was like what? 550? 550. But look at it. Like the, the amount of people that went to the movies back in the days can can be compared with you know the amount of money that people go to the movies today you know the same amount of money that was made back in the days with only five dollars and something that means that more people were going to the movies back in the day than yeah. today itself yeah and and then there i mean were, uh, we have a big population where are all the people at <laughs> you is, know? is this too expensive 
And that's the th- yeah. that's the thing where theaters are screwing themselves over. It's okay. So I understand the ticket price that is not only set by the theater, but also set by the movie companies, the production yeah, companies, the studios. The studios. Yeah. But even the concession stand where the theaters make their money, it's insane. It's like freaking seven bucks for like a soda. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous on how much you know you, you can spend on snacks. <laughs> I mean, you can get like a combo for fifteen bucks, and all you're getting is a small hot dog, a large drink that you're not really gonna finish. Yeah, and then you know, uh, popcorn, which you definitely aren't gonna finish. Uh, yeah. No, there was a theater. I don't. I, don't know, I can't remember. Where, I think it was Edward or something like that. Uh, they instituted a policy saying that they can search you at their own discretion to see if you're bringing in outside food. Like, they can yeah. search your bag. I haven't seen any theaters actually use it, but they put it into their policy, I guess, to cover themselves, if they ever decide to to do it. Hey, here's a little fun fact for you. On Westminster and Brookhurst, for those who live in California, mm-hmm. there used to be a, a Chinese movie theater. Not Grauman's? <laughs> not the man's Chinese theater up in, in, in LA, Hollywood, but this one itself is probably one of the coolest movie theaters I've ever been to as a kid. They showed a lot of films on regular film projectors, and they show a lot of Hong Kong movies. And you know, Hong Kong movies back in the days had really good action. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we kind of grew up watching that stuff. And well, especially if they go to like DVD or uh, VHS, then we could watch it. But back then, before they came out to the U.S. market, they would show the movies here at this movie theater. So the cool thing about this movie theater is they serve you bun me. Oh Jesus! What theater <laughs> serves you bun me? One that has bun a, me one that has like a so lease, one that has like a lease around the corner from it. It, it it was before Lee's sandwiches was okay, even around. All right, all right, tell tell listeners that aren't Vietnamese what bun mi is. Bun mi is kind of like a Cuban sandwich. Have you ever had a Cuban sandwich? But just to dumb it down for people that don't know what it is, imagine a baguette, mm-hmm. a French baguette, freshly baked, super crispy and buttery in the center, and it's sliced in half uh, to put some ham. Uh, some pate. If you ever had pate, it's basically gold, oh, a delicious gold butter. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go into details for people don't you know don't want to know what it is, but um, ham, pate, mayo, and lots of Vietnamese pickles like daikon and carrots. It's just so good. It's savory. It's sour. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little bit of everything. It's a harmony of flavors and crispiness. Oh my god, it's so good. It is. Combine it to one. And I, I have yet to have one that I didn't like. The only mm-hmm. risk and that I warn people is make sure the bread is fresh or else you will cut the roof of your mouth on that damn hard bread. And <laughs> that's if you're going to Lee sandwiches. No, even regardless if it's Lee sandwich or not, if the if the bread is, is not fresh, it's gonna cut the roof of your mouth. Yeah, here's a little trick before you even eat bun mi. What you can do is you can, uh, when it's still being wrapped up, you can kind of squeeze the the 
spread a little bit, a little bit gently, just to get all of those hard crumbs off, but not all of them. Just be gentle a little bit, but then you, that way you won't cut the roof of your mouth. Anton, what are you, what are you doing to your food, feeling it up? Why are you going to second base with your food? <laughs> that shows you the love that I have for food. You know, just run your fingers up and down the baguette. Squeeze uh-huh. the ridges. Squeeze the ridges. Gently, though. Gentle. <laughs> yep. God. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I, I'm I'm getting a little sidetracked, but, you know, that's the movie experience I had when I was a kid, and yeah. I love those type of theaters. And I wish we had those theaters nowadays, but it got closed down because uh, they weren't making any revenues because people started going to see, you know, a lot more American movies. Yeah. And a lot of the movies were being pirated, VHS, uh, DVDs. So they weren't getting a lot of people coming to the theater to watch anymore. So that's why they closed it down. And now that plaza is known to be... Haunted. uh, Nope. (laughs) Haunted plaza. No, it's known to be, uh, you know, some of the most famous food places around and uh, beverage places too. Hmm. You probably know it as Tasty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where the theater used to be. Wait, so that's the, that's right across the street from the from Target and Boiling Crab, right? That's the intersection. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh right behind the uh, uh Bank of America. Where they have like that honey, oh crap, I forgot what it's called. Honey boba. I think it's honey boba. Yeah, but I forgot the name of the company though, or the name of the the place. Tasty. No, no, no. It's a different one. Anyway, that's the, the okay. I, I gotta remember the name of the place, but that's the one I think I sent you a picture of. They had, you know, mm-hmm. how like some places they don't accept certain credit cards. Yeah. Uh, I think they were trying to say we don't accept Amex, like like American Express. Amex, yeah. Yeah, but they put the dot on the wrong spot, so they put so it said we don't accept Amex. I'm like, they don't accept <laughs> they don't accept a Mexican. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's uh, that's a little odd. Oh my god, that, that, that's a that's a millennial not understanding what the abbreviation is to put in a random yeah. dot. So getting back to our point of people going to the movies uh, more often back in the days, you know, I think you know Mitch from um, from Movie Pass is trying to get people to come back into the movie theaters watching more movies at a more affordable price because if you're paying like. 15 bucks for a movie that's way overpriced yeah and that's just one movie itself so if you can imagine that you're paying 9.99 for all the movies that you want to watch all power to it yeah that's gonna save you a lot more money you know but what sucks is that the promotion didn't come out until like early august at least that's when i heard about it and that's like when mm-hmm. the crap the crap movie started coming out yeah but like, anyways uh just to bring it up to speed a company by the name of Helios and Matheson. There you go. Uh, they're yeah, they're the company that you know ba- mainly do analytics for pretty much anything. I I think they do a lot of uh, stuff besides just movies. But they're basically forking out all of their money. They're putting a bunch of funds into the whole program to basically say, hey, subscribe. We're gonna give you all of our money. To fund this program so you can watch all the movies that you want to watch, but at the same time, mine for data. Right. All the movies that you choose, they want to know who's watching what, 
They want to know what's popular and how can we get more people to go back into the movie theater. It's just so funny how movie theaters are hating this, though. There's only one, realistically, and it's AMC. They're not losing any money because no, these not. guys are actually forking out money for people to go watch it. Well, they're, 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 they're covering the difference. So AMC still gets their 15 bucks or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So if you if the if the person play, uh, plays, if say you go you go just to one movie that month, if you pay nine bucks, they cover the other six dollars. Mm-hmm. So like that like so AMC's getting their money, and I think part of it is I think the business doesn't want to admit that the the price is what's keeping people away. Yeah, that's true. And you know, realistically, every time you choose a movie with the movie pass. You're loading the same amount of money as if you were going to go see that movie. And if you look at the statistics that Mitch was talking about, he said that not a lot of people go watch 2D movies as much as they used to. So because of this, it will bring people back to the movie theater to enjoy 2D movies and it will put more people into the seats instead of going to the movie theater every single time. And you see that, you know... The movie theater is not even packed. And I think it gives a chance for a lot of those uh, B or C movies that are out there. You know, let's say I already watched all of the, the movies this month. And it seems like there's a, a couple of small ones that, you know, might interest me. It kind of helps those movies out, too, because they're 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 getting a little bit of uh, revenue. Yeah, but also, I don't know. I, I, I still have weariness about watching certain movies in theaters, but that could also be just be me being conditioned after like a having, you know, having to be picky about the movies I see because of prices. Mm-hmm. So that might be just a habit that I developed without knowing. <laughs> and I, I noticed that you watch movies like at least two to three weeks later um, after the release of the movie. Generally, yeah. Yeah. So that way you don't really get into the crowd and stuff like that and you, I, I know you have a pet peeve with people heckling during the movie well okay so uh, I won't give a full review but like uh, a couple days ago I went to go see Annabelle that one I I hate watching horror movies with a crowded theater because you have people in there that are so freaking dramatic don't go in there don't go in there. Don't do it. Not even, yeah, not even yeah, that. But like, say, say something falls on the ground, like uh-huh. a, a key falls on the ground or something like that, and makes a little ding. There's gonna be somebody in the crowd that goes, "Oh Lord!" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they showed you it falling. Why did the clinging sound make it su- like surprise you? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I get that all the time too. Yeah, so- Julie, my fiance, she loves horror movies and Annabelle is one of the movies that I haven't taken her yet but yeah. she really wants to go see it yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a big horror fan and it's, it's not that I'm scared it's that they're just they're just <laughs> it's so okay no it's okay you can admit it no they're just so predictable and if they're not predictable they're gory and I'm like, like mm-hmm. uh, I'm over it like yeah I'm I'm not a big fan of the new it movie coming out soon too it doesn't appeal to me I'm curious but I'm not gonna like I'm not keep my hopes up because I like the classic one. So we were talking about Deadpool in the last episode, and the one thing that I forgot to mention is there's going to be something written up by Donald Glover. 
written by him or for him? Written by him. He's writing a animated series Ooh. for television. Okay. So he's doing a, a Deadpool animated series, and I think it's coming out next year. So, uh, he, dude, this guy is getting so many projects right now, and I. You <laughs> it's know, amazing, huh? Yeah, we we talked about how busy this guy is, but I guess he's doing he's writing Deadpool too. So is he just writing, or is he, is he gonna be voicing Deadpool too? Because I could see him voicing Deadpool. <laughs> I can see that too. That that would be very very uh, interesting. He has the he has the sarcasm. He has the delivery. He has the tone. He he can do it. Hmm. I think so. So I mean, it's very early with the whole um, speculation on what what the visual is going to be like. Is it going to be anime style? Is it going to be the classic kind of like the Batman animated series style? Yeah. But overall, I think any any would do. Really? Sorry, uh, I have something else that just reminded me of, but I'll let you finish this topic. Yeah, so Deadpool is going to be on, I think, FXX? Oh, yeah, like FX is uh, like secondary channel. Yeah. <laughs> They're Fox Sports Ocho. Yep, <laughs> Fox Sports Ocho. Well, FXX was, uh, like, that's I think that's the channel that did, like, the Simpsons marathon, right? The, the every Simpsons episode ever marathon? Yeah. Okay, so the news I was actually, I heard a couple days ago, Patty Jenkins is not officially signed for the the Wonder Woman sequels. I thought she's coming back, though. She wanted to, or she wants to, but she's holding out, and I, I, I respect her for this, but I'm also kind of cringing. She's holding out because she wants to be paid more. Not just more, but she she's, she says she wants to be paid equally as, like, say, Marvel directors that are guys. Hmm. So she's going to get it. Because, I mean, the, especially now that it's public, why she's, like, what she said, like, why she's holding out. Mm-hmm. She's going to get it. Because if she doesn't sign up for the sequels, people are going to start hating the studios and calling them sexist. Yeah. Her putting it out there kind of gives sealed more it. attention to people. Yeah, yep. it sealed the deal. But that's what, like, I'm like, damn it, like, what what a tease. <laughs> yeah. She she admitted she wants to do the sequels. She's, like, excited about it. She's She she thought, not, she was talking about the thoughts she had about what story she wanted for the sequels. But then she goes, no, I'm not going to sign yet. Keep raising it. Keep raising my price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the reason why is... She's done a lot of movies, and I don't think she's made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. She's a great storyteller from Monster Ball. Wait, not Monster Ball. Monster. Yeah. Uh, you know, different movie. To different. Yeah, totally different movie. From other movies too. She's she's good. Yeah, she is. And okay, look, if the sequels are going to be as good as the first one and keep DC in the spotlight, that's a fair price. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. she, she saved your 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 franchise's life with one movie, or at least kept it going. I, yeah, I'd I, I give her a little extra bonus on that. So I, I, I give her brownie points. <laughs> wait, wait, you said you, you give her a bonus on the price or bonuses and props? Props. Oh, okay. I was like, if you want to give her more, then you're being reverse sexist. 
Well, I'll tell you one thing. There is going to be no sexism, sexism in space with the new spacesuits that SpaceX has uh, released. So is it going to be a unisex? <laughs> it's going to be, yeah. Why would they have different suits for different sexes? Uh, because uh, the woman has boobs and they have to, like, you know, change a suit a little bit so they can compensate their, you know, upper area. And then, you know. It's not a bulletproof vest, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, so look at that picture I sent you. That's the suit that Elon tweet, uh, not tweeted, uh, posted on Instagram. Yeah, I think it looks pretty uh, pretty cool. It's very slimmed down, and I think it gets to the point. It kind of reminds me of a video game. It kind of reminds me of Ender's Game. Yes, yeah, 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 the visor and everything. Yeah, the visor and the, the simplicity of the, the, the suit itself very, looks exactly. Very, very uh, Tron cycle cycle suit kind of. yeah and i like how when you look at the reflection you kind of see like it looks like he's sitting inside of the dragon capsule yeah because you see that circular and uh beginning at the top yeah i think that's really cool yeah so here's here's what he put in the caption first picture uh, first picture of spacex spacesuit more in days to follow worth noting that this actually works not a mock-up Already tested to, in, to double vacuum pressure, was incredibly hard to balance aesthetics and function. Easy to do either separately, but he did them together. That's and it. dude, this looks freaking amazing. It, it is so sexy. You know what it is? And also too, like the, the chest part kind of looks like a motorcycle mm-hmm. jacket. Yeah. Like the, the shoulder area. I don't know. Yeah. Like. And I think they, the reason why they had to do that is they, they had to seal it at that area. And what better way to seal the area and have design on it, too? Well, I think, too, is one thing. I, I'm willing to bet that those spacesuits, the ones that are actually being used by NASA now, are not the most easy to put on. Mm-hmm. And also, they're very bulky. So if you're in a space capsule or a shuttle with limited space, mm-hmm. you're going to want mobility. You're going to want to use that extra space. So it... Not only is it better for the people, not only do the do the people look better in the suits, but it adds to the mobility and makes the space in the shuttle more efficient. Yeah, that's true. Because when you see people that are in the spacesuit in space, and you know they're moving around, maneuvering with the suit, it looks like they're a giant like the, uh, Baymax. <laughs> I was gonna, know? I was gonna say, like, it, must, it must feel like you're like in those like inflatable sumo suits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. It's it's so funny, and, and it looks like uh you know they're 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 trying not to twist anything and not. I don't know. It just looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I agree. So uh, I'm happy that they released the spacesuit. They did a concept concept picture a couple months ago, but mm-hmm. everybody kind of thought like, oh wow, this is like the not the GQ the Abercrombie and Fitch of spacesuits. Because like they're like very sexy yet uh, uh-huh. get conservative spacesuits. Hey, it wouldn't be Abercrombie without the shirt off. So I don't know if you want to do it on Mars. <laughs> First shirtless model on Mars. I'm curious to see how much those cost. Because I would love to have one just as like a Halloween costume. That's an expensive Halloween costume. It doesn't have to be functional. <laughs> you can just get like you know uh, a bunch of leather. From your car, cut it up, and then, you know, voila. Boom. Spacesuit. So, just leather from my car, Jesus. 
So before we get into our next topic, uh, I kind of want to tease um, a little bit before, uh, be, because this is uh, your topic this week, actually. So uh, I have this friend. His name is Matt Schlitt. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, I've been friends with him for quite some time. Obviously, since not, high s- obviously not long enough to know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> I always call him Matt, you know, but okay. uh, Matt Schlitt, I guess, is... How you say his last name? So you don't you, you don't yell you don't yell out hey Schlithead. I don't know. <laughs> You're gonna do it now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he he has uh, been a good friend for a long time, and we we worked together on a lot of projects back in the day. Uh, not to name any, but uh, we just know each other. Name it. Name the projects. Name we it. We did a couple of online magazines and editorial stuff but this was like way back anyways he moved to san jose or silicon valley okay and he started up uh, a bunch of different companies um he worked with a couple of people um notable companies like ustream that sold for lots of money yep and uh he ventured onto a, a bunch of other things too so he started up this uh, new company, which is one of his newest ventures. It's called Octane AI. And what this company does is they make bots. Okay. And when you think of bots, you think of like, oh, is he going to build like a, a robot or something? Well, sort of. This is more of a application bot. Like, for example, uh, one of the, the uses of uh, Octane AI is a bot that was designed to reply messages through Twitter, Facebook, and a bunch of other messaging apps. So, like so a, there was a so like a social media assistant. Yeah, social media ex- assistant. That's so realistic uh, when you start talking to it. A good example would be there's this uh, girl who is a big fan of Maroon Five, and she lived in a small town. And she wished that she can go to their concert, but they never really stopped by her little town. Mm-hmm. So she started tweeting to Maroon 5 saying, hey, it would be awesome if you guys are coming to my town. Would you guys ever come to, I don't know, like Scranton, Pennsylvania? And nobody really goes there. So then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she gets a tweet back saying, hey, Jessica, it would be nice to go to your town, but uh, look out for some more updates in the future. So like an answer, but not really an answer. It is an answer because it's stating her name and it's stating the, the, the city that she's in. And it's saying, check back and, you know, we'll get back to you. And she just went crazy. She started tweeting, retweeting it. And she's like, oh my God, they talked to me, blah, blah, blah. And she's going crazy. But little did she know it was a robot. Well, I, I want to know how how smart that bot is. Like, okay, for our Twitter, mm-hmm. for a first name, I believe I put... Oh, I don't know if I actually did it. But I, I was thinking of doing first name, the, last name, 2OC. So I wonder if, if, if it was us, if we, rep- if we tweeted out or we sent a message from our Twitter, would have replied, Hey, the, sorry, we can't go to your town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's modifiable. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with Octane AI, and you know, I, I think it's kind of cool that 
there's something like that now for anybody to be able to program themselves. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of like um, an if this, then that kind of thing. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So anyways, uh, you were trying to get into the bot uh, topic this week, right? Yeah. So sticking again with our, with our technology segment, mm-hmm. uh, there was a new bot that was released on Facebook, the Facebook Messenger app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was created by Stanford University. It's called the Wobot. W-O-E-B-O-T. Whoa. Whoa. Bot. Yeah, so this bot is supposed to be like a, a therapist, essentially. Created for not just personal use, but ideally for companies that might want to monitor their employees' mental health. And it's, Interesting. Yeah, so... And that, that's, that's really cool. So it, it actually monitors... Your sanity? Not your sanity, but more of your mood. Because, you know, like they say, like, happy employees are productive employees. Sad employees will drain your money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That might not be an exact quote, but essentially that's what, like, that's the thought process behind it. So so how how are they going to keep people happy? I mean, if if they're, you know, sad or depressed. So some companies... You just fire them to make their mood even worse? Yes. Because it's not your problem anymore. No, no. Like some companies, they hire either psychologists or therapists to be on site or to come visit the office, either weekly or monthly, and sit down with the employees here and there. Either either the employees can make an appointment, or they can just have a scheduled check in. So the bot was created so instead of companies having to pay thousands of dollars per year. They can just have this simple bot. And the bot is not to evaluate, like I said, your, if you're crazy or not. It's to check your mood. And I played with it a little bit, and I sent you that picture of, like, the initial setup. And you see, like, at the bottom, it gives you resp- options for responses. So that's to, ke- that's to keep the bot on track. So it'll, it'll give you, like, oh, do you understand me? Yes, totally, no, kind of thing. Every now and then, they'll, they'll give you, like, a free-form question, like, hey, describe your mood right now, kind of thing. So, and then if you say, you rate yourself, like, oh, you know what, I'm kind of down. Actually, funny, like, literally t- 10 minutes ago, it, it messaged me saying, hey, just checking in on you. So it's, yeah. It's creepy. <laughs> well, it'll check on you once, like, like once a day, and that's, that's why it's set up. And, like, over the course of a week or two, It'll give you like a status and it'll tell you like, oh, you started off the week this way, but currently you're at this level. And if it's detecting that you're kind of low or like you're kind of like down, it has like games or activities to kind of lift you up and again to monitor your health and try to determine it. Yeah, so that brings me back to the whole topic of my my friend starting up this company called Octane AI. The whole Silicon Valley right now everybody's doing ai and i i had this i had this other friend who is a developer uh i came back to california for a wedding and i saw him there and we just you know caught up on on talking about uh what what new stuff is going on with the tech uh world and he started asking me like oh hey what do you think about bots and ai i was like oh my friend uh, started a company uh called octane ai he's like 
whoa, really? I didn't know you had a friend like that. And from from hearing Octane AI, he knows this is a big deal because my friend basically got early into the whole bot building. Yeah, so because of my friend pushing the bot as a new thing for people, mm-hmm. it got people to be more interested in building a stronger AI. And it scares me to admit this, but it seems like the the porn or webcam, in, webcam industry seems to be what kept the bot technology alive for a while. Yeah, you remember Smarter Child? I don't remember the name, but I do remember like the like bots just they went from just messaging like giving you a standard message and regardless of what you say is going to have a reply you don't remember smarter child from AOL instant messenger it sounds familiar but i don't from aim yeah from aim i think you i th- oh I, I think we talked about it but i don't think i i remember actually what what it did it, it it was basically your smart assistant oh. that everybody kept on cursing at it I, and saying you know, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and then no. it would just block you. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember you were trolling it. Yeah, and then he gets mad at you and won't talk to you ever. And then you're like, "I'm sorry," and he's like, "Okay, hi." <laughs> Freaking punching bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I sent you a message of, like to show you what, what it messaged me a couple minutes ago. It says, "Hey, Alan." Okay, let me read this. Oh, I see you said stop. Seems like you're trying to end this conversation now. Is that right? And you're like, yes, please. Okay, I'll stop blabbing. Do you also want me to stop checking in each day? I forgot to reply to that one. I probably should have replied. (laughs) (laughs) So it gives you a 14-day trial. And Uh usually it'll give you like a weekly check-in or whatever. So that should be enough to let you know. Um... Kind of, kind of how the app, how the app, how the bot works, and they have weekly plans, monthly plans, and an annual plan. Of course, each one you save a little bit of money per week, depending on what level you choose. Just thought that was interesting. I'm like, damn it! Like we're at that point where like you almost have a therapist on your on your like Facebook app. Yeah, I think that's cool. Interesting, right? I think that's yeah, very interesting. And it goes out of its way to specifically say. We will not post any of this information on on your Facebook, and <laughs> and we are not going to be like they're going to be monitoring how it's performing, but it's not saving the data tag to you. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Yeah, so, and I'm happy to see what what else you know these kids at MIT are going to do next. No, it's not MIT. That's uh Stanford. Sorry, Stanford. Wow, bro, you just made enemies. These kids do all kinds of crazy stuff these days no it's funny though because when it was telling me the pricing it says like uh like yeah i know it's hard to understand but you, we do charge for this uh my people that created me at stanford they they kind of put a lot of work into me so they're charging just a little bit but it's less than a movie ticket a, mo- a week so i think that's fair i'm like jesus bot it's trying to be a, trying to give me a sales pitch do you, do you think these bots will eventually be too smart and take over the world? Uh, not these bots. However, once we develop kind of what you said, like a, a personal assistant, which would have to have a certain level of AI, 
Yeah. I would think more Siri, Alexa, kind of, that they have more access to more information and they are able to understand uh, vocal context. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so, oh my God, what was the, I, I don't know if it was Dick Nation or Twit, but one of them was talking about one of the tests that they use for bots or for AIs is the Paris Hilton test. Actually, I think it was uh, Dignation. It was Dignation. I think it was, yeah. actually it might have been for searches too. So the the test is if you if you say or type in Paris Hilton in France, you understand that I'm talking about the quote unquote celebrity in France. But a dumb AI or a poor search engine would think I'm looking for Hilton Hotels in, in Par- France. Paris, France. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it's tests like that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, Anton. So if people want us to one day build a bot, how can they support us? They can support us by going to our website at www.the2oc.com and click on Buy Us a Beer button. And if you would like to buy some of our 2OC swag, like stickers and t-shirts, you can go to our store and do that as well. And also, if there's anything that you like about the show that you heard about and you would like to buy or purchase, well, buying purchase is the same thing, (laughs) you buy twice on Amazon by clicking on any of the links in our show notes. And that will give us some kickback money. Yeah, so many ways to support us. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the 2OC for each of those. You can also send us an email directly to us if you want to get a little more long long form format. You can send that to mail at the 2OC.com. And I think that covers it, right, Anton? Yep, that's it. All right, for the 2OC, I'm Alan Flores. And I'm Anton Duong. See you guys.